And you're welcome back. It's Evening Hula One sitting in for Sheila today. And I'm joined in studio by that Pete Wedderburn to answer all of your questions. So we got a little bit sidetracked because we were talking about animal passports and microchips and things like that. But we have loads of questions in, Pete, so I better get to those now. Um, and before I do that, somebody was in touch with regards to dogs travelling to France. And they said that dogs going into France have to be declared at the port where animals and passports are checked. So yeah. they obviously are quite strict they about are. going into the mainland. They the cross channel. Yeah, so maybe they should with Ireland and Britain, but we'll see what happens. The law is there I, now. I, I don't think people need to worry too much, but they should be simply aware of the facts. Yes, okay, perfect. Now, um, a first problem in is a hamster problem. Why won't our hamster leave the corner of his cage and stop shaking? It's Helen in Navin with two very worried little boys. Well, I'm, I'm afraid it does sound like a bit of a sick hamster. Oh, um, right. It's not normal for a hamster to sit in the corner of its cage shivering, mm-hmm. really, you know. Um, so... I, you need to find out more about exactly what's going on there. I think a common problem for hamsters is they can get cold quite easily. And okay. So if a hamster is out in a, I don't know, in a room that's not used much and maybe not heated, mm-hmm. it's quite common for them to get too cold and they can actually go into hibernation. Oh, yes. And pe- people just think there's something wrong with them. Or I've even heard of people thinking that little hamster's dead because he's yep. gone into hibernation. That brings so, back a lot of bad memories. Uh, so <laughs> for, like, first thing is bring bring the wee hamster into a nice warm room and, and warm it up so that you know it's not suffering from simple cold. Um, and tempt it to offer, offer it little bits of food to make sure that it's something, offer it something tasty to see if it's eating. Okay. And keep a really close eye on it for the, for the next 24 hours. And, you know, if it doesn't return to normal, if it's not eating, um, really you need to take the little Go hamster to the, to the vet. Okay. Yeah. Are hamsters not generally nervous anyways? They shake a lot. I don't know if they shake a lot. They're, no, they're generally used to people and um, they are nocturnal. So, you know, I mean, to be honest, like they're not the best pets for kids no. because they, they, um, they're, they're nocturnal. They're untidy, aren't they? They're, 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 Smelly. They're, yeah, well, Sorry. <laughs> no, steady, steady. <laughs> some hamsters are just adorable and they're great pets, but some of them, they tend to be a little bit nippy, um, don't like being handled so much and they they're nocturnal, so they don't really like being woken up in the daytime mm-hmm. any more than we would like to be woken up in the middle of the night. Okay. So I, I think if, if people are looking for a pet for a child, I'd be more likely to suggest something like guinea pigs. Yes. Uh, a couple of guinea pigs, or even, believe it or not, rats. Rats make great pets for children. We'll go with the guinea pigs for now, Thank you. <laughs> and can I just ask, because I'm asking this on behalf of my friend who has three new guinea pigs. Yeah. They're keeping them outside. And I just, I don't know if, if the guinea pigs should be outside. It's, She'll kill me now if she's listening. Sure, <laughs> listen, in, in, a, in a mild winter like this, I think they're absolutely fine it's outside. It's fine. All yeah. right. Well, that's yeah, as long as they've got somewhere that's sheltered, you know, somewhere that's dry and draft proof. And, yes. And, you know, um, as long as when it's really cold, which it hasn't been this winter, you know, as long as you have a way of bringing them indoors or somewhere more sheltered. OK. Like so if it okay. gets frosty and snowing. Sure. Have to be careful about that. OK, lovely. Now, um, another uh, question here about the dogs. My dog is constantly licking one of his front toes. I've checked the whole paw and I can't find any cuts or anything that looks wrong. It doesn't seem to be swollen or hot. It doesn't hurt him. And he, at least he doesn't mind it being touched but he has licked it so much today that it's starting to get raw and mm. the person's cleaned it and they've put a sock over it to stop him from going near it and can you suggest anything to help well licking is something which dogs do when they're anxious so um especially licking the feet is something which can start off with the most minor of things even just a, do- a dog having a stressful experience it can start to be like a human chewing their nails mm. a dog can just start to do that but then a dog's tongue is a bit rough and so by licking they can make the skin sore and then they start to lick it because it's itchy. Okay. And then it gets worse and worse and worse and worse. So it's a vicious so, circle. So these people have done exactly the right thing for the immediate short Great. term, which is to stop the dog from licking it anymore so that it gets left alone and gets a chance to heal over. Now, 
if they cover it for the weekend and if they get to Monday and they, they take the sock off and the dog is still licking at uh-huh. it, then they need to go to the vet because there's lots of possible causes of this. And one common one, for example, is a grass seed which can go into the skin on the, on the underside of the foot and can track into the into the foot. And at first you don't see very much because it just feels strange to the dog. They might be limping a bit or they might be um, licking it a bit, but no more than that. And then as time goes on, they develop other signs. So that's just one example of okay. many things that can cause feet to be itchy. So hold on till Monday and if it's still sore then... Just um, make sure you prevent the dog from licking it till Monday. Okay, yeah. perfect. Um, we probably have time for one last one. Um, why does my cat keep gulping? That's from Adele in Longford. Keep gulping? Yeah, I think it must just hmm. mean that the cat keeps swallowing. Yeah, it sounds like it. Well, that's not a normal thing for a cat to do. Mm-hmm. It's a long list of possible causes. Again, one common one would be um, cats tend to chew grass sometimes when they go outside like dogs do. And sometimes um, they're, they're then sick afterwards and people think maybe dogs and cats eat grass to make themselves sick. But what happens with cats sometimes is a bit of grass goes into the back of their throat rather than coming out their mouth okay. when they're sick. And that means then it sits and causes an irritation and the cat can be sometimes sneezing a lot and sometimes they can be making this sort of funny gulping um, movements. But look, there's lots and lots of possible causes of a cat's gulping. And again, I'd be saying to them, look, feed the cat soft food over the weekend. Okay. Um, and if it's still doing this strange gulping thing on mm-hmm. Monday, then along to the vet with you. Right, that's lovely. Thank you very much, Pete, for your um, advice there. And I'm sure we'll have you in another time because there's loads of questions we actually didn't get to. Um, so thank you very much for coming in today. Um, to you.